Welcome to Press the Press, where Tony Nichols talks to working journalists and media insiders about what it's like to work in the news in the age of digital media. John Ferguson is one of Australia's most experienced journalists. He was highly commended by the Melbourne Press Club for his Black Saturday bushfire reporting. He's a former Canberra Press Gallery journalist and London-based European correspondent. Currently Associate Editor at The Australian. Welcome to the show, John. Great to be here. John, you've been covering the George Pell case really closely. Uh, what's surprising you? What's intriguing you? What, what are you learning from that? Oh, well, it's that is a million-dollar question today. I, I think... Basically, it's what surprises me is it, it's such contested space. I think that you basically a very divided community around. Uh, well, did he do the cathedral stuff? Did he not? Um, it doesn't help that you had a split uh, or basically a dissenting judgment in the court of appeal the other day, which you know uh, Justice Mark Weinberg, who was the criminal expert on the panel. He basically said, "Well, I don't. There are things that I'm worried about the um, the complainants' evidence. Um, it's really, really contested space." And what were your thoughts when originally all of the information and proceedings were uh, suppressed? Oh, I don't like uh, suppression. I'm a journo. I understand the absolute need to keep confidential the. Um, uh, the complainants in sex abuse cases, particularly uh, child-related sex abuse, but any sex abuse really, uh, I get all that. But I think there are ways. There's too many suppression orders. There are ways of getting as much information as possible out without identifying the people involved. And I think the community needs to know exactly what um, evidence that the jury based its decision on and we're never going to know that which I think is really unfortunate. So court reporting is a specialist round in an era of journalism where there's not too many specialists left. What are you, what's your feeling on the, the generalist nature of reporting now? Oh look I think I think that's an interesting one because my uh, I suppose specialty if what people would say would be my specialty would be politics I've spent a lot of. I've been a journalist for nearly thirty-five years, and a lot of a lot of that. My default, I call it almost my default gig, is to go back to politics because, to be honest, it's not my absolute passion. Like I'd much prefer to be covering a story like the George Pell story than be trapped in estimates, Senate estimates, or something. So um, now courts. It's an interesting thing you say. I think I think there's an absolute um, need for specialists and. The reality is in, in Melbourne that there are quite a few specialist court reporters. We have uh, one on our staff, Tessa Ackerman's done a lot of, lot of uh, court reporting. Uh, the Herald Sun, Shannon Deary, has a terrific court report. He's fantastic. Um, I think what uh, Emma Younger from the ABC TV and radio um, is another that comes to mind. Um, oh, the, the chap at The, uh, at the Age, uh, God, Adam Cooper, Think it is. He's terrific. Uh, I think there's no doubt. The more specialists you have, the better, because they make fewer mistakes. That's the reality of it. So you mentioned politics there. You, you just covered the recent federal election, the, the one that no one thought Morrison could win. But what are your thoughts on the the culture wars and the identity politics that's playing out all the time? But it's quite pronounced around election time. I don't like it. I find it really boring. I find it sort of anti-intellectual in many ways. That. People just take sides and then they say, oh, well, 
you know, uh, you know, you, you must believe because you work, say, hypothetically for some people like the Australian, you must have certain views on life. Well, I don't. Um, I have very. I'm a contrarian, um, and the paper happily has quite a few people like me that basically uh, have different views. Like um, I'm, I'm actually all for putting the price on carbon and um, quite pro pro the environment. Where whereas our paper, I think, is is taking a more pragmatic pro business approach, which which I get and I understand it. Uh, it's the same approach really that Finn Financial Review has. Uh, and it's what our market is looking for, but I think um, I think the culture wars things more broadly. It's really boring and lazy. <laughs> yeah. What are the numbers like? It's a competitive game. Uh, you know, News Limited is in the race. So what are the, and it's all measured on impressions and clicks and and registrations and the like or subscriptions. How are you faring? Can you take me through some of the numbers? Our online product. Uh, I think the latest, and I don't. Uh, in, in my role that I have now, that I don't see the the, the, the latest, but I'm pr- I'm pretty have a pretty clear understanding in, in broad terms. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, online paid subscribers in the vicinity of 150,000. Uh, that's just online, uh, which is fantastic. That's massive, unbelievable. We're, we're the strongest performing website in Australia uh, in terms of pay with a pay a, a hard hard paywall. Um, it's performing in the top three newspapers, I'm told, in the world. Um, the other two being uh, what well, high-end uh, newspapers as well. That's where the market is. Uh, our newspaper sales are holding up okay, I think, but uh, on Saturday in particular. But I don't have those numbers in front of me, so I won't try and parrot something that I'm not certain of. What's your role, associate uh, editor? So it sounds like you've got the... You've got the license to roam as you will. Oh, look, I, yeah, up to a point, they basically want me to break stories and cover big stories and uh, and also write features and commentary. Um, so, look, I suppose the, 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 the classic story at the moment is George Pell. Um, I suppose I'm uh, probably the, the main person on that story at the moment. Um, I've got quite a history in terms of having grown up or being born in uh, Western Victoria in the Diocese of Ballarat. So I have had a personal interest in the story um, for decades. And, um, uh, you know, look, I'd like to think that if, if they have a big story that needs that, that particularly down here in, in Victoria, that they need covered, then I'll be able to do it. But also I like to think I could do national and international stuff as well. So it's a product of me having been around a long time that I know, uh, you know, I, I, I suppose they can have a bit of faith that um, at the end of the day they'll get a product that they need. We're in, a, in an era of media where there's a lot of churn and burn of really young talent, you know, really ambitious people that get in the system and maybe there's not a career there for them. Uh, what's, the, what's the day in the life of a reporter at News Limited like when it comes to output expectations and the like? Oh, well, it's high now. Like It, it always has been, though. I, I started um, at the Adelaide News, which was an afternoon tabloid in Adelaide in 1985 and we used to work quite often 5am to 5pm and you would have four editions, an afternoon newspaper, rolling uh, rolling editions. Um, so if a big story broke at 10am, you know, it'd be on the front at 10.30. Um, I think it's always been a hard, and, and I know you worked at the ABC, Tony, it's always been a hard industry. Like, um, 
I think deadlines uh, can be crushing for some people, um, and they. Uh, but then others really thrive on it. I think the young ones today, um, there are fewer of them. I think that's probably my main observation um, because staff numbers everywhere and not everywhere are down. Um, I think it's. Uh, I kind of see it really for the young ones as a time of enormous opportunity as well. Like if you actually get in, then then your progression is is really rapid. Um, but by the same token, there aren't the number of. Look, I'd hate to be at uni and trying to get in. Put it that way. With the pressure of finding stories and the, the limited staff numbers, is there is PR the root of all evil or is there a role for it in a way with the right context finding interesting yarns? Oh, no, I think there's always uh, been a role for PR and it, it, and it remains. So I don't think it doesn't matter where you get the story from so long as it's accurate and it, if it's something that the paper's interested in and they want to put it on page one, then I'd probably be prone to talk to anyone really. And and it actually always amazes me. There's not, there's actually not as much like obviously Tony. You keep in touch. I know you. Um, there's not. A, I'm surprised how few. Not this agency. This agency knows what it's doing. But other other places, there there isn't the contact. And I would have thought that that's. Uh, you know, I think people. I don't know whether they're risk averse or. Their client, or I really don't know, but there's a great opportunities. I would have thought for, for mutual gain. I think people are terrified of journalists and terrified of the media. They they see coverage that horrifies them, and they're terrified to pick up the phone. And hence, people are reluctant to build relationships that could be fruitful. Yeah, look, that's quite possible. Um, I find that uh, the, uh, to be honest, I find the ex journos that go into PR. Are probably the easiest ones to deal with because they know what the um, the landscape is and they 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 can work out very quickly what the story will be and I mean obviously if you have a relationship with someone that's better um, because you have this trust thing going and and all that uh, sort of thing it's not a perfect um, it's not perfect uh, the media is not perfect and the media we do get things wrong and uh, people can have bad experiences but I think if it's like it's a bit like I suppose. Um, what's an analogy? It's a bit like uh, you know uh, you, you've got a, a, a your knees your knees smashed, but you but so um, what do you do? You just keep limping, or do you go and see a surgeon? The surgeon fix it up, and you move on. It's a little bit like that. You've had such a long career, and you've seen so much. You've seen the industry change so much. What's what continues to drive you and challenge you? Oh, uh, look, I I've got a really big mortgage and kids at school. <laughs> <laughs> kids at private school. No, no, I, I um, I st- I'm still driven. I still every day I come in, uh, I review what I've done, uh, what I haven't done. Could I have done it better? Um, I think that's probably the key. Once you stop, um, uh, trying to be better at what you do, then I think that becomes problematic. And I've only really, probably in in, in the time to- since 1985, I've probably had. Oh, one or two flat spots where I've, but that's pretty normal. I would have thought, I would have thought that I would have had out of, you know, thirty good years, which is pretty lucky in any job. If you if you can say that you get uh, the vast majority of it is is still been worthwhile. Yeah. I 
I, I look back on a much shorter stint in media than you and think to myself, how many interviews do you remember? Like, how much good talent is out there? There's so few interviewees or interviews that really stick in your mind that they're incredible. Uh, there's a handful and they're great to reflect on. Over your long career, any interviews jump to mind or into like some particularly good talent? Oh, look, we did, um, when I was the correspondent for the Adelaide Advertiser based in Canberra, so I ran the Cam- Canberra Bureau, we, d- we had two hours with Paul Keating in his last term, and I think, I'm pretty sure that was the only major um, print uh, newspaper interview he did in that term. And we got it basically because uh, Labor was in a lot of trouble in uh, South Australia because of the collapse of the state bank. And I did it with my then editor, Peter Blunden, who went on to run, um, obviously, Herald and Weekly Times. He moved over, uh, and I worked with Peter again at the Herald Sun as well. But um, oh, that, that really stands out. Um, I've interviewed quite a few prime ministers. Um, I think Kevin Rudd was weirdly interesting, just an angry man. And uh, he was weirdly interesting because I just knew straight away, well, this is not normal. <laughs> so that, that, one, that was kind of funny. Look, the other day I interviewed John Elliott. Uh, there's been so many people, but I interviewed John Elliott the other day. And he, he's getting on now. He's in his late 70s. And, uh, but he, he, he's a seriously charismatic individual. And I think one of the things I'm going to try to do from now on is maybe interact more with um, with those sorts of people that, uh, uh, you know, and doorstops. You could talk about doorstops. Uh, Nelson Mandela um, um, was at uh, a Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting in Auckland a million years ago. Um, uh, John Major, the British Prime Minister, um, uh you know, I covered the rise of Tony Blair in London, so that was a really fascinating period. Uh, that was that was really uh, instructive, I think. Um, I'm, of course, I'm going off the top of my head. Um, I, if I had it prepared, I could probably think of some other people. But um, but there, I suppose there mm. are, there are a few names. I met the Queen. Wow. Queen was really interesting. She was um, she. I really admired her. She was with a whole heap of journos at uh, I think it was Admiralty House in Sydney, and. Um, yeah, she struck me as a really, really interesting, good person. Um, she must hate journos, like really. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yet she, yeah. she was like, I mean, you can imagine the Pope would be the same. Mm. Basically, they, they have this level of training and um, their acceptance of people regardless of who they are and, and whatnot mm. to be pretty profound. Well, what a career. Congratulations. And what a privilege to be around all of the, the, the world's decision makers like you have been. John Ferguson, thanks for joining Press the Press. That was great and very painless, Tony. Thank you. Press the Press is a monthly podcast produced and created by Good Talent Media, a team of ex-journalists that help put organisations on the map to become industry leaders. Tell us who you'd like to hear from next on Press the Press. And to boost your organisation's profile in the media, please visit us at goodtalent.com.au.